Welcome to the Park Drive Podcast. Can you believe it? We're already at episode number four, and I'm here today with Bryant Thompson. And so, Bryant, we're going to get to know you. Uh, we've had a chance to get to know a few of our staff members so far. It, it's now your turn. Oh, so great. we're going to just jump right in here and uh, ask you some of the, the tough questions. Okay. So tell us about your life before ministry. I know that, that this hadn't been your everyday thing your right. whole life. So just right. kind of tell us, uh, how'd you get here? What'd you do? What did it look like? Uh, I worked uh, many years in the restaurant business, managing several different kinds of restaurants. Uh, and then I started also into construction and uh, was a supervisor over uh, several uh, in several different construction companies. And uh, that was it. before then, actually, I grew up being a, a lifeguard, uh, cut grass like all the other kids in the neighborhood. And, uh, and that part was really fun, but I really cut my teeth doing uh, in construction work. Uh, and uh, mainly concrete construction, some uh, framing and that type of construction as well too. But ran several different restaurants and learned a lot about managing managing people uh, when I did that. What, was, what would you say your favorite job of all those uh, was? I worked for a company out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they treated me absolutely the best. It was a construction company that uh, was uh, doing concrete repair. Uh, and that was probably the most fulfilling kind of job that I had. And uh, the camaraderie that we built within that group, that uh, several of those uh, men uh, actually uh, started to become follow Christ during that time. It was really a neat experience. Uh, and on our long rides, we would uh, discuss scripture verses. We would discuss uh, uh, other questions that they had in the Bible. So that became a really a really high point in my construction part. I, I love being with that group. They were just so far away uh, was my problem in Baton Rouge. So yeah, uh, moved well, back that's, locally. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we know you're married. Right, yes. How, how'd you meet your wife? Uh, tell us the story of how all that kind of came together. Uh, I hired her. Okay. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you may want to go into a little more detail. Well, don't want to leave it there, do we? <laughs> no, I was uh, uh, managing a restaurant, and she walked in one day and uh, sat down and wanted a job application. I said, "Sure, fill that one out," and she did. And uh, I really did. I really did hire her. She worked for me for about a year. Now we didn't never went out during that during that whole time. And then uh, she got to where it, uh, she was actually in school in Tuscaloosa, uh, University of Alabama, and she got to the point that she didn't really uh, need the job where I was, and she was getting more into her core, her core classes. So she came in and she uh, put in her two-week notice, and I thought, now, now's my opportunity, now's my time. And then she came in on her last day, turned in her uniform, and then I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, let's go, how about let's go out? And she said, yeah, sure. So, uh, and that was that. And we uh, continued to date from that point on. There you go. Uh, and we probably dated another year and a half or two years. And then we got married. So I uh, got married right there on outdoor wedding at uh, her mother, at my mother-in-law, her mother's uh, yard. Beautiful flowers were everywhere. We, uh, it was a really neat time. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a, a great, a great life with uh, my wife, Miss Donna. So, well, that's a great story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hired her. They're all different. Yeah, I bet they are. I bet <laughs> they are. <laughs> so tell us, uh, what do you like about Eastern Shore, about the community, about the church, etc.? 
Uh, you know, I've been here 27 years uh, as a member and a, as working 22 of those years. And the uh, it's in a very central location to the people. Uh, that part is really neat. It's a growing uh, atmosphere, growing community. And, uh, you know, we've just developed such a close relationship with many of the people in, in this area. Some don't go to church with the Eastern Shore Baptist Church, and, and, but most of them do. Uh, you know, most, most of my friends are right here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church. So, uh, and the, the proximity to all the other fun activities that are my hobbies, like fishing and, uh, you know, and nature and doing all those, the things like that. So that part's been, uh, been really a blessing as well. And my, and my wife got transferred uh, down to this area and uh, I put in it for a transfer and moved down with her at the same time, obviously. So, uh, and th that uh, she is actually from this area. So having her parents uh, right there in Stapleton is, uh, is great. And we get to go up to, to their house in Stapleton and visit with them quite often. Eat lunch with Mama Ward. So that's been a lot of fun. Well, sound like it. It, it all was a, a plan from the beginning. It, it was a plan from the like, beginning. Like maybe God knew that this God was a good... exactly how this was supposed <laughs> to play out. Exactly right. Well, that's great. So you talked about you've been here a long time. Yes. Um, what changes have you seen in at Eastern Shore Baptist Church over these years? Oh, the main one is technology. Uh, as any of you can, can uh, attest to that's over the age of 50, the, the technology that has come to the church is uh, quite amazing when we've started off with uh, a paper calendar that was on Miss Becky's desk. Uh, and if you wanted something put on the calendar, an event, you went to her office and she had this big uh, calendar, it's probably two foot by three foot, and she would write in the, the, uh, the event that you wanted. And then all of a sudden we began to bring in computers and uh, the way that we would we eventually hooked our computers together with just their one single port, and we just plug in to and be able to have two computers on on the same uh, on the same hard drive, basically. Uh, and then uh, as we grew, we realized technology was here to stay, and then uh, we began to grow that way. And of course, cell phones just really took over. It really became front and center. Uh, several years ago, and now you don't go anywhere without your cell phone. So right. technology in the the uh, in the in the church itself, uh, and the way that uh, things are stepping up in the music program, and the way that we, we uh, doing these types of uh, podcasts. Uh, that's a huge technological leap from when I started 22 years ago. Uh, you know, when we just had walls and a sound system and lights and that was right, it right so well now we got cameras all over the church yeah, yeah we got we have we have many cameras on here it's hard to be at eastern shore baptist church if you're in the parking lot or the halls of the church and not be on a camera yeah so uh we have uh that uh, security system uh, all over the church so that's probably the the biggest the biggest things that i've seen the change yeah uh, well, that's that's that. quite a change mm -hmm. it's quite a change well uh you mentioned a little bit about a fish and tell us about your hobbies uh, I love to fish, uh, and uh, I don't fish as much as I used to now. Uh, you know, I've uh, just moved into a new neighborhood, and, and Don and I are really uh, liking our new house And uh, as we do different things around the house, but uh, I will be back fishing a lot more. Uh, I have fished uh, from Maine to South America uh, and caught all kinds of uh, uh, different fish and have certain fish I still want to catch, but... Uh, uh, I've caught a, a majority of them. We caught some great, big, beautiful fish, and 
uh, and it's it's that part's been fun. That's been really, been really my probably my biggest my biggest hobby is, is fishing, and I have a lot of time tied up in it. So, well, um, I know you you said you got a construction background. Are the things you like to build for fun, or is that more of a job? Uh, I like to tinker with things uh, in wood and uh, and do things like uh, that, smaller things like that. Nothing that's great big like I used to. Uh, and go out and pour you know, 300 yards of concrete in a day and that kind of uh, that type of construction. Most of the construction that I do now is uh, for around the house to make our make our tool shed better, make our places where we keep our our things a little easier. It's more of a have to. More, it's more of a have to. It's a honeydew. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, well. But I enjoy doing it. I, once I get into it, and uh, you know, like uh, last uh, last week, I. I took probably way too many hours to repair a chair, you know. So, uh, and that part was was kind of fun. I had to do some construction in that, so that was kind of neat. Well, so, but it, it's still fun. Well, it's good that you at least have the knowledge, so you can fix these things right. when they do break. <laughs> right. Well, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about what exactly it is you do at Eastern Shore. <laughs> so we'll be right back. And we're back for segment two here on the Park Drive Podcast, episode four with Brian Thompson. And so the first question I'm going to ask you here, Brian, is what exactly do you do at Eastern Shore Baptist Church? Uh, I do a lot of different things. I wear a lot of different hats. Uh, you know, I answer a lot of questions uh, from uh, all, all day long, different questions. But my major responsibilities uh, that, uh, that are, are right now missions, and of course, overseeing the buildings. Uh, the missions aspect is probably uh, taking up more and more and more of my time, uh, you know, which is uh, really good. We want to see the missions aspect grow, and actually, we want to see our buildings being used as a mission. Which this is, as Stuart says, this is our our biggest mission tool are these buildings. Sure. And so, in uh, keeping them up to date and keeping them rolling uh, to make sure that. Uh, we, we're able to use them as we need. We have uh, upward basketball uh, that we are registering for now, and that's uh, an eight-week time where uh, kids, for, we, we do the fifth and sixth grade uh, breakout, and uh, there'll be eight different weeks that they'll come in and play ball, and the coaches are, are, are going through the, uh, the, the devotions and prayer time with the kids during practice. Uh, and during those eight weeks, we have uh, 350 to 450 people come through the doors of Eastern Shore Baptist Church. Uh, and they sit down and we have a devotion time with them at halftime uh, as the kids go uh, to their own private little devotions. So it's basketball with a purpose. It's a reason to bring uh, these kids together. And uh, we tell them about Jesus Christ. And we see a lot of amazing uh, relationships that are built uh, we have a lot of uh, really great coaches that continue to coach every year, uh, and they develop that relationship with those those young people. Uh, and we have our uh, harvest uh, ministry, which is uh, one of the it's a smaller ministry right now, but it's one that I'm extremely proud of. We have a core group of of people that love to go out and do this. We literally are in Lake Forest. We go door to door telling people about Christ, inviting them to church, praying with them in their front yards or even at their doorstep. Uh, we've seen professions of faith from it. We've seen uh, many visitors. We have two visitors that are, 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 are 
contemplating joining the church that have uh, been a part that have we have met on the harvest missions and uh, and we'll see probably around a hundred families uh, every month when we do that that's a tremendous uh, opportunity to bring bring them into the church and also tell them about Jesus Christ uh, you know I, I I love Eastern Shore Baptist Church I want everybody else to come and experience the same the same uh, that I that I have been a part of uh, and then of course our second Saturday in Stockton uh, Stockton is it's where we go is not truly Stockton it's the Vaughn area uh, and it's a very depressed uh, area where uh, food insecurity is real uh, many hungry people live in that area all the way uh, through many areas uh, in that in that community uh, that are very hungry I've seen um, that rival what I have seen on missions in uh, Haiti and uh, so that it, it's um, it's so much it's very sad but when we bring them food we bring them hope uh, and once a month we're able to provide with them through the help of the Prodigy Pantry and a partnership with Zion Fountain uh, and uh, which is a beautiful little church that we have partnered with and uh, they come to us and we actually uh, provide them 125 pounds of food every month each one of these families and uh, we are it's been we have brought up over two tons of food uh, on uh, on those Saturdays when we, we take it to them we do that once a month if you'd like to be a part of that we'd love to help have you come and, and help with us but we do have a, a group of people that just really love to be a, a part of that but uh, we're always looking for new people to come and help with that also we have uh, tutoring and English is a second language this is two uh, missions that are very uh, dear to my heart and a lady named Brenda Taylor is uh, the the head of all that and she is an out, done an outstanding job uh, you know she spent two years in Paris actually doing uh, English is a second language, and uh, but when she's come home, we also bring in the tutoring aspect. We have 28 kids registered for tutoring right now, uh, so we need more tutors. If you can do math, you we we need you, especially about fifth grade, uh, and then. But she has uh, 10 to 15 probably every week that come for English as a second language, and in both of these, we have the ability. We have a, a time set aside where we tell them uh, a portion of the Bible or we read to them uh, a, a section of scripture uh, and we let them know just how they can be uh, become a follower of Christ uh, in the middle of all that. So uh, it's, uh, it's a neat time. And again, we're developing that relationship uh, with people that we normally wouldn't have a chance to do. And yeah. that's what a lot of what missions is, is about. Well, that's great. These are all just local right here and yes. in our neighborhood yes. type of missions. So, yes. so tell us uh, about maybe some, some missions that are a little farther out, uh, opportunities maybe some folks could join in on. We have our Alaska mission trip, but we're still working on the, the prices uh, of all the airline tickets. Y'all know that's, that's uh, kind of a, a, a tough subject right now, but we are seeing some of the tickets actually come down in price and become a mo much more affordable trip. Uh, but we are going uh, to Alaska again in July uh, the 9th through the 14th will be the mission. And, of course, if people want to stay later, uh, we can make arrangements for that as well. Because it is Alaska, and it's a beautiful place. And, uh, you know, and I always tell people all the time on these mission trips, don't let price be the determining factor. 
if you want to go, the Lord somehow will provide that that money. It's, it's surprising to me. I don't think in all the years that I have been leading mission trips to to Haiti or Paris or Germany or or now Alaska or Vermont that I've had anybody not be able to go on a mission trip because of money. If they have done so, that it's not they haven't told me about it. So uh, and because we've always been able to find ways for them to either raise money or find ways for for that donation to come in so that they can make that trip yeah uh, and uh, we think think that's so important you know emissions especially doing those types of missions is uh, even our local missions it's much more than what we're doing for that community it's what it does to the church itself uh, they go out on this mission trip and they they develop this bond with each other when they come back home uh, you know i have take i've been with russ wood several times on mission trips to uh, to Haiti, and uh, we come back home stronger uh, in a in a bond, and uh, which with Russ, that's uh, a funny way to say that that, that that we have that koinonia type of fellowship with me and him and the Lord in the middle of all of that. So, uh, and that's always been an experience as well. Uh, and many people have gone to Haiti with me, and uh, if it ever opens back up, I plan to go back. Uh, and uh, if we can, uh, the State Department will let us go back in. It's in, it's in a tough situation. They need our prayers. Uh, but we do have uh, great relationships with many of the people that are that are still there, Pastor Mark, Pastor Paul, and, of course, Children's Hope, who we have a, uh, an established uh, orphanage there that we support and that we come alongside of. Yeah. So, so lots of opportunities yes. um, here and there and everywhere, and, and yes. God continues to open up doors. Yes, yes. We just... Follow wherever he leads. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, I just have one more question sure. for you, Brian. Sure. And, uh, and that's, uh, what is your most embarrassing moment? Oh, I think that my most embarrassing moment was when I was asked to introduce a, a Gideon speaker one day <laughs> in church. And I said, sure, I know that guy. <laughs> And uh, I got up to the platform, and his name completely escaped me. And so I had to finally look down, and a couple of the church members started shouting his name to me. And so I said, hold on a second. And, and I got his name again and was able to finish introducing him. But that was truly, truly embarrassing situation. It's pretty hard to recover from. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> bounce back from that one. <laughs> I'm introducing you, and I've forgotten your name. So that's not the way you want it. Not the way you want to start. It happens, trip. though. It yeah. definitely happens. It's right in the heat of the moment when those things just, they're just gone. And for whatever reason, I thought, yeah, I got that. I know who that guy is. I know his name. And got out there, and his name was just, I, 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 had, no, I had no clue what his name was. So <laughs> that was pretty pretty embarrassing, to say the least. Well, good good stories for sure today. Yeah. And uh, it's good talking to you, Brian. I'm it's glad you came on the podcast. And uh, again, this is the Park Drive podcast. And we hope that you'll like and subscribe and continue to tune in and hear more of uh, what we got to share with you. So we hope you have a great day. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.